What's up, Midnight Brigade? I'm Sean. And I am Zach. And we're back this week. We're fucking back. With the John Cena episode, because you can't see it. You can't see shit. Because it's the Invisible Man. Starring Claude Rains. The homeboy. But yeah. This week's been kind of crazy. I haven't really had a day off for like the last three weeks. A day off? What's that? I don't really know. Now now all I want to do is just sleep. I just found myself like just sleeping yesterday. I just laid down on the ground for like two minutes in front of my TV and just passed the fuck out. How did you just find yourself sleeping? Because like when you I woke up, so hard, I found you, myself there. You slept so hard you died for a second? You had yeah, an out-of-body experience? How'd you go to bed dead and wake up alive? <laughs> <laughs> that shit hits hard. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Unity! That's some real shit right there. That's some real shit. Oh, yeah. Woo! But yeah, Mr. Mr. Uh, I want everyone to know, look at this image. He's wearing short shorts that have cats all over them with a dog shirt. It's like, what team you on, fool? Choose one. I'm on. What set you rep, dog? Hey, Earth go hard. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you fuck with the war? You fuck with the war? But yeah, so... What, what... You did a ride... No, no, no. Tell, tell us the big news, though. It's my birthday yesterday. It was his birthday. Are you, do you not want to talk about this? I don't want to talk about this. Okay. Well, no. T- tell us about how... Uh, about the writing. Oh, yeah. Writing's cool. Okay. I'm going to kill him. Something very big happened to him. He just got put on a big team. No, no, no. It's not like that. It's not a big team. It's nothing like that. It's an opportunity. Well, elaborate, fool, because I don't know about bikes. It's an opportunity to prove myself. And it's... Yeah. Tell I just, us about it. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to jinx it. You're not going to jinx it. Just I'm going to jinx it. About it. Now we're going to have to edit this out. No, we're not. You better not. Okay, what at that God part? Damn it. But <laughs> oh my god, it's not a big deal. It's just, yeah, it's a thing. He's nervous about it because I don't know Zach has a has a way of like shooting himself down for some reason. Just no, no, no. I just want to go into this no words and just actions. That's but it. But what is it though? Um, got a good opportunity to ride and represent something I really believe in. But yeah, just a lot of racing next season, and it's gonna be good stuff. Where are you racing at? Uh, it's going to be a lot of road racing. But where, though? Oh, all over the place. Hopefully in Mammoth, Fontana, Southridge, maybe. Is and it? hopefully, hopefully, Canada. What, is it like on a, like racing on asphalt, or is it like in the in the wilderness type of shit? Well, the road racing will probably be on my own, but everything I do on dirt is going to be for a team. And what's that called? It's called downhill. Downhill. Downhill racing. That shit's fucked up. It's gnarly. But it's what I want to do. It's what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And, yeah, we're just going to give it a shot. I just got to find a ride. That's it. Got to find a ride, and we're good to go. What do you mean, find a ride like a new bike? I got to get a bike. These bikes are, are fucking expensive, right? It's not a money thing. It's just, like, a big step. Yeah. It's a big fucking step, and I'm excited. And let's see what happens. 2020. Sick. Yeah, I don't, I don't like exercising, even though I should. I hate it. I mean, I want to ride bikes, but then again, I don't want to, like, I'd rather sleep, play video games. Snorlax. I'm that type of dude. At this point, n- now that I'm almost 30, like, all I want to do is just hang out. I don't really want to go out anymore. Nothing wrong with that. Let's talk about how people, like, in, like, profiles and whatever, they like bragging about how they like, how much they watch uh, Netflix, you know? And that's just a new age way of calling yourself a couch potato. You know what I'm saying? I completely agree. Yeah, it's not really something you want to brag about. It's like, hey, I watch TV a lot. Like, shit, I do too, son. 
You don't see me bragging about shit. I have a whole show dedicated to how much I fucking watch movies and shit. Oh, so you can sit on your ass? That's tight. Yeah. I don't turn my TV on except for like usually once a week when yeah. we watch a movie before the podcast. It's it's mainly like dating profiles that I've seen. It's it's awesome. That that's just like oh I'm not trying to fuck you. I'm really trying to watch this season over again with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's something I've watched like twenty times. Just don't try to touch my pee pee. <laughs> yeah, totally. Not here for hookups. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, now we have all these streaming services. I just got Disney Plus. Disney Plus is pretty dope. I, I don't know if it's only me, but every time I watch something on Disney Plus, there's always, like, this latency issue or it's buffering. And, like, for some reason, it's always the, the important parts of what I'm watching. Like, I'm watching Mandalorian, as I'm sure a lot of you are. And... The show's rad. Nope. You haven't watched it? I'm not going to watch you it. Why not? I don't watch TV. I don't watch anything. Oh, you should. I had a Netflix. You I think still? I I don't have a Netflix anymore. Why not? I don't use it. Oh. I guess. I just, I don't know. It's not like I, I'm just always outside. Well, that's good. We're at like the polar opposites. Because you, for some reason, like to exercise, which I don't understand like why you like torturing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm not fat, all right. I dig it. No, no, you look good. Thank Opposites you. track. What's up, baby? How you doing? Shit, What's really up? good on the outside. Yeah. So this episode episode should air on December first, right? I'm pretty sure it's December. Yeah. Whatever. So whatever next. You guys is. listening to this? Hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Yes. My family we usually just eat a lot and then go buy stuff. I might be dead because we're this American. Airs. Why is that? I might be dead when this airs. Why? I don't know. We all might be dead. That's what I'm saying. You could go to bed dead. And wake up alive. I think a lot of people go to bed dead. Especially after Thanksgiving. Especially, like, not knowing you have a concussion after getting punted in the face because you're trying to get a TV at Target. You know? Which I haven't experienced yet. And I feel like every time I go shopping on Black Friday, everything's, like, they're corralling all the all the customers into, like, cattle pens and yeah, shit. cattle prods and fucking... Yeah. That's how it feels sometimes. But, oh, well, at least I got a TV for 25 cents off, basically. That shit doesn't happen anymore, I don't feel like. No, like I feel like most people just don't do it. They just, like, shop online. It's a Ponzi scheme. I don't know. I don't know. I did it because it was fun for a few years, but then it was just like, yeah. it, I don't have money day, to go spend, so I just don't Black do it. Black Friday was like being in the Wild West. That's what it was. So I just started blasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want to get into it? All right, here we go. We just watched a little movie called... John Cena's movie? John Cena's movie, The Invisible Man. Yes. Released November 13th, 1933, directed by James Whale. Sean. What's up? Goddamn. I know. You really like this one. I did, I did. Which is surprising. Yeah, right? I know. I always get a little nervous when we watch an older movie like this, because they kind of drag on a little bit. I get bored because I got the ADD. 
Yeah. I got the ADD, like, BAD, what, dude. What about those movies do you find boring, though? I don't know. It's just, like, cheesy, and they seem really forced. This was different. Like, it was... It just hit all the right notes for me. It was cool. Yeah. Like, the effects were amazing, obviously, oh, yeah. which we're going to get into. Um, the acting was really good. Uh-huh. Had that kind of, like, humor aspect to it. Yeah. Which is really important to older movies, I guess. I never really realized that, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, this... Uh, fucking love this movie. Yeah. Claude Rains... The Invisible Man, uh, as a whole, actually... I feel sort of fly, flies under the radar when it comes to the Universal Monsters. And this is about the fourth time I've watched this movie in the, like, two months since I've got it. And the more I watch it, the more I realize that the Invisible Man is sort of the best Universal Monster in my in my mind just because of how sadistic he is. Because he's completely selfish and he's hell-bent on world domination, which is now, like, the total trope of, like, the Dr. Evils of the of fiction and shit, you know? Yeah. But he didn't have all... Everything that was, like... He had to work for everything, basically. Like, he said he was a chemist, but he seemed to be more of a... Of just a total uh, megalomaniac. And... In contrast, you have characters that were known and loved, like Frankenstein, who's not really the evil type, and not evil at all. But what Frankenstein lacks in the evil, I feel Invisible Man makes up for. And it's different for a character like the Invisible Man when comparing to, let's say, Dracula. Because Dracula was just, he he is evil, I, I and you he's, give... He's evil by nature. Yeah, but you give... Uh, someone someone power like uh, Jack Griffin in The Invisible Man I've never read the book but we're speaking sp- strictly about the movie now when you give someone like Jack Griffin a superpower that not only makes him invisible but clearly makes him super strong because he was like tossing and turning and he, flipping he was people. a fucking ragdoll and yeah, fucking he shit whipping like, some super cops strong. so when you give someone like that power and we always talk about what you would do with said power it I don't know how true that is though what because he wasn't that person before he started experimenting with but that, that's, but that's with what that I'm that saying drug. you're you're given this power and it corrupted him and then he goes tries to go down this road and then it takes him to die to realize all the bad he did mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah but what no, was your thought sure. yeah I feel like when he started experimenting with uh, the drug that they were talking about monocaine uh huh that is kind of what drove him to that madness. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't evil before, and he, and yeah, he didn't he crave it. power, but once he did it... Well, he kind of did because he was well, saying that he wanted to make like do something no one else has ever done. Yeah. And well, he was focused on money. See? That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, money, fame, and riches. Yeah. But also, I guess you could say the drug itself corrupted him because they said... They tested it on an on a dog or something like that, yeah, and it turned it, the dog pale white, and then it it became vicious or something. Yeah. So yeah, the drug probably did have a hand on it, but also he was also power hungry beforehand. Uh, Jack Griffin. So in that, this is why he's sort of 
becoming more and more my favorite of all the Universal Monsters. Usually, actually, just one of my favorite villains of all time now. Because there's something so, let's say, attractive about a villain that starts off as a good man but then realizes he's bad. I guess it's like the Walter White effect, you know? Yeah, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself oh. become the villain. We don't quote that shit in here, all right? Hey, we did that. <laughs> yeah, he did. But, yeah, this movie was really good. And I guess James Whale, who directed Frankenstein, was given the green light. He was the free pass to anything he wanted. Do whatever you want to do, baby. And then originally he was going to cast Boris Karloff, but then I guess Boris Karloff and James Whale had like a falling out. Not in just professionally, but also personally. They, they, I guess they weren't homies after after what happened here. What what happened, is, I don't know. But James Will wanted an actor who could hold the audience over without actually being on screen. Which is something very hard to do. Yeah, he needed someone with that voice. And that voice was Claude Rains. And I feel Claude Rains was probably what made this movie great. Aside from, because, you know, you can have a great actor who's also in a great movie, but if you just have a great actor in, like, a shitty movie, it doesn't really work. But that's why Claude Rains reigns supreme. So the movie starts off, and it's... We're just introduced to this man in a in a coat and a, and a hat covering his face. And he walks into this inn, I'm assuming... It was a lion's head in. Yeah. And he's very rude to all of them. It's like, why would you even serve that type of person? People just let rich people walk all over them. I yeah. mean, he looked rich. And right off the bat, clothes. you're getting that vibe of, like, superiority. Like, oh, I'm better than you. He yeah. kind of has that God complex, like, peasants. Yeah. So, he's ordering all this shit, asking for rooms. And that woman, Uda, what was her name? Yeah, I'm going to stab her in the fucking face. Yeah. But that lady, uh, played by Una... O'Connor, I believe her name was. Yeah, Una, Una or O'Connor. You mean played by the devil herself? Yeah, she was the maiden of the inn. And she was hilarious, but god damn it. She was, like, so annoying. And I, it got to the point where I was like, yeah, she deserves to get pushed down the stairs. And I don't mind that. Her Even husband th- tried to fucking kill himself. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. How? I mean, that guy was invisible. I didn't see him push him. But that bitch started screaming, and he said, yeet, down the stairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, he gets a brain contusion, instantly busts out the whiskey. Yeah. Trying to... Dude, fuck that. But that James, scream. But James Will really liked her, and it was to the point of he found her so funny that he was trying to hide his laughter while while uh, filming the, most of the scenes with her. But I feel this movie, from the beginning, we find they wanted to sway some dick with those special effects. Dude. Yes. It looks so good. Like, I, I can't believe it was made that long ago. Yeah. This was, I believe, one of the first films to, like, utilize the effect in the end of superimposing, like, the skull over the yeah, flesh. Yeah, like, and going then, back and, and, yeah. and actually, like, editing it. Because we don't see his face until the very end. Right, right. Which is... Perfect. You know, you you watch this movie and you just you're just sitting there wondering like how did they do this stuff without a green screen, blue screen, or just special modern special effects in general? Because black velvet. We just assume they're they're filming with sticks and stones and just being like cavemen about it, but they weren't, and they were actually very clever and very ingenuitive because 
to achieve the effect of the Invisible Man when he's taking off his bandages, they utilized Black Velvet on Black Velvet, so they made Claude Rains wear a, a Black Velvet mask or Black Velvet bodysuit. Yeah, whatever part of him was supposed to be invisible was shot up against... Like, it was covered in Black Velvet and shot up against a screen of Black Velvet. Yeah. So, basically, I guess, similar principles, laying the groundwork for a green screen and all that stuff and computer-generated images... But what was cool, and this was talked about in the the com- I guess the commentary or documentary that comes with the with the disc. <coughs> the hardest scene, I guess, to film was when Claude Rains, Jack Griffin's character, uh, Jack Griffin, Claude Rains' character, was undressing in front of a mirror, which utilized four different types of plates to achieve this effect and at the in doing this it's just like how how would you like be able to just come 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 to think of that you know i guess there was i hope there was like a lot of trial and error uh-uh. and i would i just want to uh-uh. see how they did this witchcraft yeah hopefully that's probably what a lot of people thought you know a lot of people when they see like king kong or even planet of the apes they ran out of the theater because they found it too frightening and stuff like that you know and well look at the exorcist yeah what about it? Like, that scarred people. People had never seen something that, like, terrifying before. Yeah. And, like, watching it now, it's like a joke. I guess. What, uh, sidebar about The Exorcist, when my mom saw that in the 70s, she told me she couldn't eat for a week after watching it because, you know, Catholics and Satan and shit. But when... Who? Catholics. Who? <laughs> but when... So damn owls again. When the Invisible Man is met with the the entourage that's accompanied by the the cop, and he just starts saying like, "Hey, you better stay back. I'm gonna fuck you up." And what does he do? He does. He fucks with them so hard because he starts taking off his clothes, and the first thing he takes off is his mock nose that he has, and throws it at their feet, and then he throws a his sunglasses and then his bandages and then all of a sudden he's not there and he's just fucking with them the whole time. And it's really interesting to watch because you would assume that they're chasing around like uh, shirts on a coat hanger, but he the, the shirt that's d- dancing around is like totally animated and he's actually wearing it. And it's, I, it's just, I wish I could see how they thought of all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? No, I completely agree. Yeah, because I was like, "Oh, they must have, like filmed it after." Filmed yeah. it. no, it was like all they filmed it all at the same time. Yeah, they That's... just had pretty much filmed the room by itself. Yeah, also. Yeah, but I, I mean, how else did you feel about this movie? Um, I don't know. Like the story was really cool. I think it was super original. I mean, obviously it was a book, but um, I just really liked it. It was super linear. It was funny. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Twisty. Um. Yeah, it was just it was, I really liked the ending too. The ending was tits. What about it though? It was awesome. Like I just I like it when it's like it's a sad like a bittersweet ending. Uh-huh. Like it sucks. Like oh no, he's dying, but then he's realizing like oh damn, like I fucked up. Like I'm an asshole. Yeah. I, I did the wrong stuff, and now I'm paying for it. Yeah. And he he died right next to uh, I'm sorry, what was her name? Uh, his girlfriend or whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, Flora. Gloria Stewart. Her, Gloria her Stewart. Yes. Which Glo- fun fun fact? Gloria Stewart was also the same woman who played in the Titanic, 
who who played the older, the Rose. older yet majestic Rose. The what I take away from this and my my summary of this movie is the first act is totally dedicated to someone who is imbued with power and doesn't really know what to do with it. In the second act, he realizes like. I have unlimited power. I can do whatever I want. He talks about killing, raping, and murdering. And I, I, I just said two things twice. Yes, I know, but it's just you're seeing he's he's not as a difference. Yeah, he's drunk with power now, and he talks about we'll kill poor people and rich people just so we they know that we don't discern the difference. And he talks about oh maybe we'll destroy a, a train or two and it's just like this all this shit's just easy to him and he's telling this to his friend uh kemp who's he's really can't do anything because for one even though they were homies he can't really fight what you can't see you know and kemp in this moment gets a moment alone and he calls for help and Jack Griffin finds out, and then towards the end of the movie, he kills him. Which I I come to find out the the character Kemp is is actually he survives in the book, but the way he kills him is actually pretty brutal. And I'm surprised they showed this on screen by driving him off the cliffs. Yeah, actually, I would really like to see how they filmed that. Yeah, that looked really good. Yeah, like I, was that an actual car? Yeah, they probably usually what happens in those in, in those scenes is they gut the car and then lace it with like some type of uh, accelerant accelerant that'll like pop it off and light it on fire and then they put like a dummy and then they just throw it off a cliff because that that wasn't a set that was actually the like on location probably yeah even then that was i feel like a huge shot that you wouldn't really like normally see in an older film like that yeah like literally the car drives off the side of a mountain and ends up at the bottom of the ravine well this is just showcasing his Jack Griffin's uh, brutality. Yeah, like you yeah. said, like dick swinging, you know? Like, look yeah. what we could do. Yeah. And it takes... He, he passes... He, uh, towards the end of the movie, he starts... He finds uh, a hiding place in... In a barn. In a barn, because the whole city's looking for him at this point. And they're, they're smart now. They're uh, they're armed with uh, spray paint and uh, and nets and shit, but they they corner him in a barn and they light it on fire and then... There's snow everywhere, so they could see where he's at. And then what happened? Pow, pow, bun. Fuck, cap his ass. Yeah, they cap his ass. When I seen the barn, I don't know why, but the first thing that popped in my head was uh, Demon Wind. Oh, God. I was like, don't go in there. <laughs> don't go in there, bitch. Yeah, and pick a better hiding place. Maybe like the the bell tower of a church. That probably would have worked, you know? Okay, quasi. Yeah, a little bit. But Hey, yeah. how about that poor cat? I know. I, I, just, I hope they didn't actually spray it with paint. They fucked that cat up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was sad. Uh, yeah. Uh, a cop ends up getting... They inked his ass like yeah, a fucking squid. A cop gets like uh, some dust and debris that falls on him, and he, in reaction, just shoots up with the spray paint and just douses this poor cat with, uh, I'm assuming, uh, food coloring and water. Yeah, but that was I a white cat. Now it's like... Black. Was it a white cat? It was. How could you tell? Because it was black and white. <laughs> it was pretty damn white. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they they got him. Yeah. But this movie, I guess, was uh, re-released uh, a few times up until like the 70s. And Claude Rains took his daughter uh, to a showing. And Claude Rains was clad in his, uh, his bowler hat, as his daughter says, and scarf around his face and wearing a uh, 
a uh, large coat and when they go to the ticket ticket taker the ticket taker ended up noticing who he was just by his voice and was saying Lost like oh you can't shit. pay for this uh, he's totally fanboying so he's watching the movie and his daughter is getting explained to by Claude Rains her father about every scene that's going on and everyone in the theater stops watching the movie and starts paying attention to him which is pretty rad I mean the actor who is in this who was a pretty renowned actor at the time you know it was just everyone listening and all and I guess in the last scene after he gets shot he's in a hospital bed dying they had well let me explain what happens actually so he's laying in a bed dying and he says his goodbye to Flora and we start to see the effects of the invisibility wearing off, whether it's because he hasn't taken the shots every so often or it's just because he's dying. I don't know. But as he's dying, we start to see like skull and, and flesh. And then finally we see Claude Rain's face for the first time. But I guess, I guess for in preparation for this, Claude Rain's had to be, like, complete yeah covered in paper mache i guess yeah and, and they had to insert straws in his nose for him so to breathe yeah and, and he's very claustrophobic and i guess during the war he, he was got gassed, gassed yeah and he was like blind in one eye which i didn't know about and it was a very tough thing for him to do so uh, i guess that might might play into his preparation for the role you know because he's a character actor and a lot of times character actors are usually method actors and it's just Really, I guess, pleasing to seeing someone like Claude Rains take the reins <laughs> of someone like the Invisible Man. Whereas Boris Karloff was more... He was like a creature actor. Well, they're the same thing, really. But it's mm. like... I, I guess... I don't know. It's like, I I've, I want to talk about who's my favorite, but God damn it, like Claude Rains is so rad in this movie. Goddamn monsters. Yeah. Like, so much so. And now they're doing enough. See, so we get the Invisible Man, and then we get a sequel to Invisible Man, and then that's most of my knowledge about the Claude Rains Invisible Man. But then, in the early two thousands, I think actually two thousand, we get the movie with Kevin Bacon called Hollow Man. Hollow Man was the shit. Hollow Man was pretty rad. That was my introduction to the, I guess, Invisible Man idea, and I thought it was pretty fucking dope. It, yeah, he was a. It was a nice touch with the latex, you know? Yeah, but this, it was the same, you know, idea where he just kind of went mad with the power. Yeah, exactly. And, like, totally lost his shit. Yeah. And then the way he kills people is actually pretty dope. Yeah. And one thing, actually, in that movie that I, I really, really like that I'm really glad we get to talk about is when they're testing out, like, the serum to make them invisible, and they're testing it out on the gorilla. Oh, yeah. And the gorilla starts freaking out, and you yeah. can see, like, all of his, like, arteries and veins and stuff like that. Yeah. I'll never forget that scene. Yeah. And, and now... Well... What sucks now is because Universal was going to release the Dark Universe franchise, which was going to be a a universe where all the Universal monsters exist in one. And the first was supposed to be supposed to be uh, Dracula, and then and then the Mummy. But then I guess with the poor poor performances of both movies, more more so on the Mummy. Because that's what that was the first one that actually u- utilized that idea. Because Doctor Jekyll and and Mister Hyde were both in the movie. Um, the franchise is now not going to happen, and this next movie that was supposed to be slated for release 
isn't a part of that anymore. And they're remaking The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man that comes out next year is starring Elizabeth Moss and Oliver Jackson Cohen, who was from the TV show, well, Netflix show, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. He played the druggy um, brother. But if you haven't seen that trailer, it's already out, and it's pretty fucking dope. And it, I, I like the idea that we actually don't see the Invisible Man at all. Like, he's not in bandages or anything. He's just... We don't know if Elizabeth Moss' character is going crazy or if, like, she's actually seeing shit. But sure enough, like, th- there is an Invisible Man, hopefully. But, yeah, I, I'm excited for this because Lee Winnell is directing it. And he did a really good job with that movie Upgrade. Have you ever heard of that? Um, yeah, I saw it, but I was really drunk and I fell asleep. Yeah, dr- um, yeah, don't do not do that. So, Upgrade was that movie where a dude gets in an accident. And then oh, and then the fucking drone, or the dude shoots his girlfriend, and then he makes the cars, and there's that Elon Musk guy. And Is that what I'm talking about? That's I, don't, I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. And then he like goes on the hunt. Well, he goes on a hunt, and there's a dude who like has... Yeah, he builds a firebird in the beginning of the movie. I don't know. Trans Am. I don't remember it. I don't remember any of that. All uh, I yeah, remember yeah, is I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. <laughs> Are we even talking about the same movie? Yeah, maybe. I'm I pretty sure, dude. Jesus Christ, no. What happens is he gets in an accident. Yeah, and, and then they make his arm. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? His spine? His spine, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's the same movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, same movie. Anyway, yeah. Go he tries to kill himself, and they fucking won't let him do it. Like, they won't let him, he won't, they won't let him take the pills. I don't remember. Yeah, he's like, oh, what? like medication, not administered. And they're like, look, bitch, you ain't going to kill yourself. You're stupid. Am I, I don't know if that's the that's same a movie. That's a movie. It's a movie. Promise. I don't know. But, yeah. Um. <laughs> don't fucking judge me. Well, yeah, Lee Whannell's directing the next Invisible Man movie, which is more focused on uh, the girlfriend or fiancé of... The person who is the Invisible Man, and the Invisible Man is treated more as an entity rather than, is he is he there? Or I don't know. I let's, feel like it's like a whole other side of like the fear aspect. Yeah, which is rad. And it's like psychological. Lee Whannell is actually, it's in like perfect hands because, like I said, Lee Whannell directed Upgrade. But he also directed the first uh, Saw movie, which I think is a cinematic masterpiece. Uh, the, the, the sequels that came after, I don't really like, but... Whatever. Lee Whannell's still The rad. first Saw? Banger. Yeah, it was. Actually, that'd be a good one to do. Saw? Just yeah. the first one, for the love of yeah. God. Maybe. But, yeah, Lee Whannell, I look forward to your next movie. And if you haven't seen Invisible Man, watch it. The original 1933 one, because it's the best universal monster. You know, he's the most badass of all of them. Because who doesn't want to be invisible? You know, I want to be invisible so I can steal as many fucking Slurpees as I can. I am invisible. But, yeah, I mean, you see me drinking it, but rendering me visible now. So, fuck it. You know, invisible man. Banger! Take us out, Zach. As always, guys, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to this. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, We have a good time doing this. And we hope you guys like it, too. Yeah. It'd be awesome if you guys could uh, give us some feedback. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah, find us on Instagram at Midnight Brigade Talks. Yep. That's really the only thing we use, aside uh, from SoundCloud. We, we use that, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Sean is on Instagram, Doom Doer. Yeah. I'm Koala Commander. Koala Commander. With Ks. 
yeah. But yeah, just uh, go out, have some fun. You know, tell your friends you love them. Yeah, I'm also going to the New Beverly to watch The Invisible Man on December 13th, which hope to see you there. And yeah, let's go party. Hell yeah. Midnight. Out. <laughs>